It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, 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 you have made it back to another Fox Across America game ball presentation. And this guy uh, really does appreciate the ball. He is a lifelong, devout Cincinnati Bengals fan. There is nothing healthy about this man's relationship with professional football. And as you'll come to find out in this interview, uh, he is as big a fan of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, as he is of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, So at least he roots for one thing that came out on top, you know, Elvis being the king. I'm talking about battling Bill Hammer, co-host of America's Newsroom, host of the Hammer Time podcast, who in and out of my analysis of Elvis Presley's life and death and musical recording career, uh, Hammer managed to deliver some of the most concise and insightful in-term, uh, midterm analysis anyway. I sound like Elvis after he took the pills. But Hammer delivered some insightful midterm analysis, and uh, I complimented that with some Elvis insights of my own. It was a great hang, probably the best one of the week, and it spilled into the remainder of my week because he's been texting me about Elvis Elvis every day since. So without further ado, in the words of Elvis, welcome to my world. Uh, here is the game ball for Bill Helmer. You should see the gold chain he's got on. Yeah, it's it's real. <laughs> the co-host of America's <laughs> Newsroom, the host of the Hammer Time podcast, Bill Hemmer. Back what's in the house. Hey, man. What's happening, brother? I, when they asked Burrow that question, he said, I make too much money to yes. wear fake diamonds. I believe I've told you this before. <laughs> no, please. That was a Cincinnati answer. Okay, in Cincinnati, you go, yeah, the diamonds are real. In New York, you shut your mouth. <laughs> like, no, it's fake. Uh-huh. This is worth nothing. What yeah, are you talking about? Right. You don't plan and about the bling. Way, it's none of your business, all right? <laughs> so keep your hands off of in me. In this town? Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Crazy. I was at the game uh, on Sunday in Ooh, New Orleans. Nice comeback in New Orleans. That was a good time, huh? Yeah, it was kind of a lackluster game, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't think the Saints fans were that into it. There didn't mm-hmm. seem to be a whole lot of good momentum. And then, no. bam, lightning strike. They turned it on. Burrow to chase 60 yards, and the game was over. They look like the Bengals now. They're 3-3. Three and, three, and yeah. they got a fun stretch coming up. you got the Falcons, the I know. Browns, whoa, whoa, the Panthers. Whoa, 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 Don't worry. What whoa, happened? Whoa, what just happened? Whoa, Hammer, whoa, what happened? Whoa. I just I am. I just feel like Rain Man missed Wapner or something. You, I just hit a weird Do you want to explain to your audience what just happened there? What did just happen? I only... Mm-hmm. Concern oh, myself with the next game. With the next game. Oh, I really respect that. I don't that. even know who they play after okay. Atlanta. Okay. Bill Hammer is in studio, and he's got an unhealthy relationship with the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. If you're just joining us, <laughs> I love it though. You know, one game at a time. You're a real fan. I'm a real fan, and I want them to do well. And <clears throat> I don't think they should look forward either. Mm-mm. No, and that's a good, especially in this league. It's well, a very good approach. You know, but I knew I know they played the Browns the following week because mm-hmm. after work that weekend, they asked mm-hmm. me, Hemmer, what what shift do you want to do? And so I surreptitiously checked out the schedule, and they play <laughs> on they play on Halloween night, which is the Monday night. Oh, that's so a win. I'm good. You're good, baby. Yeah. I'm flying back from Spokane, Washington that Sunday. Oh, so they better have some TVs on those planes. I don't want to miss a football <laughs> yeah. Sunday. It's either an amazing flight because you got direct TV and all the games, or you right. got nothing. So Spokane, if you're yeah. listening. Have you seen the new Elvis film? I have watched some of it. Okay. And, you know, I grew up in a big Elvis house. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Me too. Okay. Uh, and I'm still a fan. Yeah, no, big time. I've been so, to Graceland. I've done it all. That movie is mm-hmm. two hours and 45 minutes long. Good so the movie. next tr- time you are c- flying across the country. That's I, a guy. I, I, I think it's very interesting. I, I think Baz Luhrmann put a sign. Well, there's a the thing. Yeah. He puts on an, a visual spectacular. Baz Luhrmann. It's like almost like Baby Einstein. There's just so much bling and swag and shiny yeah. and cool. But I love the king. I was a little thrown in the beginning because Tom Hanks is just always playing Tom Hanks. Mm. So Tom Hanks is the colonel with the weird accent was a little much mm. for me. Mm. But again, I can consume, I mean, scarf down Elvis content like there's no mm. tomorrow. Can I tell you how um, unaware I can be? Mm-hmm. I did not even know that was Tom Hanks. Stop it, Bill Yes. Hammer. That's but I, I don't pay attention to like yeah. the, the roster the of actors. Yeah, you and came stuff. to see the king. I want to see what uh, I would see. What kind of a story is he going to tell? And, mm-hmm. it, and then like sometimes he'll break into cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Like what? What I is know. this? But <laughs> I, I tell you, the single best scene mm-hmm. I believe in that whole film. Give it to me. Was when Elvis was thirteen or fourteen, and he went into the revival tent, mm-hmm. and he got the sh- he has the shot coming yep. down from above, mm-hmm. and it's really well done. The spirit consumes him, gobbles up the king. He used that scene twice in the movie yeah, too, because the they come back to it, and yes. he'll ne- you know, good, Jimmy, the world you're was never good, the same. Man. I get, you know what? I'm like, I, I, well, who are you, Lundquist? <laughs> I mean, you're sitting in front of the goal. I can't get a shot by you. Yeah, stop it, Hammer. Bill Hammer, the best. I want you to know this, man. Uh, we not only did I grow up in a big Elvis house, but when I took my, I've been to Graceland a few times, but when I took my mom and my aunt Fran, they set off the alarm on the Lisa Marie, the plane. Because my mom jumped in his bed. I was like, I was in Elvis's bed. And then I got tased by like a guy with a cattle prod. <laughs> got roughed not, up. Not true. No, no, but they did. An alarm did go off. It did There's an alarm on the bed did, on the plane. Your mom she did She sat jump. on the bed because yeah. she wanted to get a picture on the bed. She was that lady. But again, her, my aunt that grew up watching Elvis, I can't imagine. If I was a yeah. teenage girl watching Elvis, now I'm in his house. I would have lost my mind. Right. Elvis is the man. So I have just really quick, before we get into some yes. grown-up stuff. Yeah. Actually, I think more people would rather hear about Elvis than the midterms at this point. I have watched um, all of those Elvis documentaries. That's the way it is. Obviously, the Aloha from Hawaii special. Mm-hmm. But I just really quick want to give you this. Uh, if you don't have this at your disposal, Elvis recorded what a lot of people consider to be the greatest live album of all time. But it didn't get the critical acclaim it deserved. It's it actually taped at Madison Square Garden. Whoa. It's called Elvis, an afternoon in the garden. Whoa. And he taped it in 1973, and he did a matinee. It's like a 1 o'clock show on a Saturday. Wow. But just burnt it to the ground. Like his vocals, never better. Mm-hmm. Never better. It precedes uh, Aloha from Hawaii. It does. But it's better. Sa- same year. It's it's epic. It is Sorry. so good. On the timeline, did MSG come before the Aloha concert? Yes. Wow. Yeah, Deb. Big year. Beat, beat it by a little bit. And now <laughs> stick with me yeah. because this is when MSG is getting going with Let's go down the Ollie rabbit Frazier hole. fights are happening. I mean, mm-hmm. what a wild time to be at MSG. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of, you know, the marquee in that era because it was the mecca of boxing. The Knicks were good in that era. But just Elvis. You, people don't even know it's a thing. He snuck in on a Sunday. Just a Sunday. Did one show. Wow. Burnt it down. You can watch the press conference on YouTube. It's outrageous. Cause really? He, he showed up. He's wearing brown suede. Like a movie star jacket, not like an Elvis jumpsuit. Like a movie star jacket with a big collared shirt. Because he had a long neck, so we like to distract from the neck length thing. Uh, (laughs) But he was was wearing like a belt, like a a belt belt. Like he Uh looked like he stole it from Tyrus. Like he's wearing a big belt. And it's so, it's as badass as he's ever looked. And it's the beginning 
of the taking care of business classes. The very beginning, they're starting to work their way into the rotation now. Because you understand in that era, he's into jumpsuits. They've got rhinestones. Yeah, yeah. But he's only like a year removed from like plain jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's trying to get his black belt in karate. Mm-hmm. And then he took it a step further. So no, there's some good Elvis out right, there. So I've, got, I've got a great Halloween costume for you. Oh, give it to me. And I own it. Oh. It's Elvis Presley. In the outfit he wore in 1973 in Stop. Hawaii. Stop it. Oh, yeah. That's a whole Oh, white head to toe, big V-neck, <laughs> open collar. You know what's amazing? I got, I got the rings. This is a funny I thing. I got the wig. Oh, have I, I and when this. you walk down a street in Greenwich Village, everybody goes, Elvis. And people are, <laughs> people are happy. It's the king. But you know what? Here's the thing, Hummer. I want, you, I want to give you some poetic yep. license here. Okay. You might be the one guy who would impersonate Elvis. That could impersonate young skinny Elvis. You see, what most people do is they impersonate the Elvis you described because yeah, uh-huh. you don't have to be in shape for it. So every Elvis impersonator, you impersonate fat Elvis. It's so an easy what gig. you could do is you could do Elvis in the round 1968. Oh, the, the comeback co- special. Comeback, yeah. Do you know, in my office, you've never seen it. I have a monster picture of him in the leather. Is monster. that right? Yeah, I like stars. I like hell, star power. Hell of a show. Oh, it's huh? just the best one. What, there are fifty people around that and stage. They just murder it. Yeah. So they do two versions of the song "Baby, What Do You Want Me to Do?" Uh-huh. And the second one, which is on the album, it's on the CD, but it's not on a live broadcast, is a jam, and it's really intense. And he sounds so mean with real music, you know, superiority behind him because they weren't in like the movie medley phase then. You know, they were yeah. singing what Eddie Murphy made fun of him for. You know, yeah. every movie with Elvis, you just tell him what to do, and he sings. Yeah. We gotta win this race, Elvis. We got. <laughs> to win this race, that whole thing. <laughs> this is a good Elvis. That's and it's so good. Hammer, I'm, I'm going to get you these albums. That's okay? so good. Can I give you one more story? Yeah, give it to me. So there is an interview that Bob Dylan did at the Chelsea Hotel in 1969 with Jan Wenner. And Jan's got a website. You can go find uh, He transcribed every interview he did with every rock and roll music legend. One of them was Bob Dylan. He chased him for three years, finally got the interview. It lasts an hour. The transcript runs forever. It will complete your flight from New York to Spokane. Whoa! Trust me. That's the one. At the very end of the interview, he asked him about Elvis. Really? And um, I'm trying to, I'm paraphrasing now. Mm-hmm. Has he ever recorded any of your music? Mm-hmm. And Dylan says, one song. And he said, what song is that? And he said, tomorrow is a long time. And he did it in one take. Wow. And I encourage you I on go Spotify. Mm, I'm going to go find it's it. It's an amazing version. No, I'm going to find it. Bill, Bill Hammer comes to your show, you get homework. But it's good homework. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Even if it's a Friday, you're happy to have yeah. homework on the weekend. Well, I appreciate that. Um, Elvis polling incredibly well. Uh, <laughs> Democrats not polling well. So Nancy Pelosi, you guys had, I know you got into this on Newsroom at some point. She rejects the polls. Is that where we're at now? Uh, pretty much. So um, we've been talking about this thing, how they're running a confidence scheme. There's three weeks out and they're just yeah. like, no, no, it's working. Yeah, I don't look, know that it's working. I, I don't look. I just here's what I'll say, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I just think elections have a way of crystallizing the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get this big buildup. The pregame's massive. We've been doing it for months. We're going to mm-hmm. do it for sure for 20 more days. Mm-hmm. And then people vote. And you see the results. And the next day, usually the next day, you say to yourself, oh, well, that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I think, based on all accounts, mm-hmm. that we're going to wake up on November 9th and say, oh, well, that makes sense. Yep. Because I would challenge you. Mm-hmm. I said to Dana this morning, commercial break. Mm. I said, can you name three things that are better now than there were two years ago? Mm. I said, I'll spot you one, COVID. Okay. Because we're doing better. Yeah, we are. Fair. Give me two more. And nobody's got it. I mean, even on COVID, what's funny is they're they're undermining that progress by keeping states of emergency in play. 
But you're right that you can't name two I, more. It's, what it's could hard. You what could you really I, name? I don't know. And we're and being objective, you know. It, it, Nothing. Trying. I mean, I, again, unless you're profiting off of the trafficking of things at the border, you're the only one who's benefiting. Yeah, as a member of a cartel. Yeah. Yeah, you're running a cartel, you're Christmas like, four more day. years. <laughs> Let's oh my go. God. They're uh, rejecting the polls, uh, too. There like, you go. Say it ain't so, so, so I, if you're asking me about what's going to happen, I'm not going to answer it because I don't know. Okay. That's why you vote. But my sense is that all signs point in the same direction. Yep, it does look that way. We're talking to Bill Hemmer in studio. Uh, self-styled Elvis impersonator. I don't call you impersonator. I mean, it's, you know, it's beyond. Some guys impersonate. You know, in white No, men- actually, you just blew me away. No. With your Elvis knowledge. Well, I know the king, man. I could talk to you about I, the but king. That was, but your specifics were excellent. Well, I'm, uh, and I, I thought I was okay. No, no, you're good. But, you you're know, you're, you're 9 out of 10. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm really, treading around a 6 and a half. <laughs> well, really quick, uh, Elvis's favorite singer, Sam Cooke. The late great oh, Sam yeah. Cooke. He loved Sam Cooke. I can believe that. Love the, the Stamp Quartet. Shot killed at age 33, yeah, he did. He I was young. He was How young. about the circumstances about that? The man. Went to trial. Uh-huh. The woman was acquitted. Yeah. She had the gun behind the counter and shot him. Uh-huh. And God, a I mean, naked man running through the hotel <laughs> it's, lobby. It's a lot, man. Wow, what talent. You want another good live album? Please. All right, Sam Cooke live at the Copacabana. Uh, as good of a live album as Miami, there is. Is that Miami or is that Cuba? No, no, he was at, no, he was at the Copacabana in New York. That's his album oh, here. Roger. But now he has another album that's in Florida that you might be thinking of when you say Miami. Um, Sam Cooke at the Harlem Square Club. Sounds like it would be in Harlem, New York, but it's actually in Florida. And that's like a burn it down to the ground. Whoa. It's the best thing you've ever wow. heard. It's better than the Elvis album. In, in fairness, Come on. it's that good. And I love, Woo. you know, I love the King. No, no, I'll, I'll send you home with some. If you're going to give me homework, I'll give you homework, Hammer. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're on the inside I here. I dig it. Sam Cooke, uh, Copa Cabana. It's live at the Copa. It's live called. at the Copa. Or Sam Cooke, live at the Harlem Square Club. This that, is 1960. Uh, yeah, let me, let me get this right. Uh, the Harlem Square Club, I believe, is 60, uh-huh. 62. It's like yeah. right in there. I'll look it up. But uh, it's it's outrageously good. And the, yeah. what's amazing is the production value and their ability to capture clean sound uh-huh. at that time is Yeah, it's pretty epic. good. It's, it's yeah. good. We'll get into it. Let me throw this one more at you then. Yeah. Okay, because we were talking about this. The Washington Post ran an op-ed today that I wanted to run by you. Okay. Basically what they said, and this is the, the, you know, the gist of it, is that the Democrats failed to make 2022 about threats to democracy, meaning they thought they were going to be able to run on January 26th, and they didn't quite thread that January needle. January 6th. Yes, that's yeah. what I meant. Uh, and they, and they, quite, they didn't quite thread that needle. That's interesting. Um, but I see what I read about that, okay, is, you know, they're basically trying to make the case that people don't care enough about January 6th as they do about things like inflation, which I would argue is true. But I don't think the Democrats have had a central message. I think it's gone, it's pivoted. I think yeah. it went from abortion. Bit of a ping pong. Yeah, then it went to MAGA, it was MAGA fascism yeah, I mean, for like three weeks. Do you yeah. remember that? I mean, what? Well, listen, um, I mean, you remember when Bill Clinton was president, everybody said that he was just doing what the focus groups told him. I mean, yeah. that was that was pretty common. And mm-hmm. for a an extensive liberal media, I would suggest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's just got his finger up in the air and trying to figure out which way the wind blows. Yep. I, I think this administration is a little bit by, like yeah. that. I don't know what their inter- internal polling tells them about mm-hmm. what's hot, gas prices or the strategic petroleum reserve mm-hmm. or um, abortion. But I will tell you, Jimmy, I, I'm a child of cable news. Mm-hmm. And I sit in my office on the 21st floor of this building and I've got all the channels on, the little mm-hmm. quad box there, like you do yeah, right here. And I am still amazed by how many segments every hour CNN and MSNBC do 
on Donald Trump. Yes, it's stunning. It really blows me away. It's stunning. Because, I, you know, look, if he declares his candidacy, it's relevant. Yeah, it makes but, sense. But, you know, he's not in the game. And mm. so long as he's not in the game, why don't you cover the stories that we're kind of on today? It's, and they don't have the guts to do the border. No, they'll never touch it. Um, I mean, it's few and far between when you see a story on, on immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're flying people to Martha's Vineyard. I just, I no. think it's a certain tone deafness. And if you're asking me the question mm-hmm. about what the Biden team is thinking, mm-hmm. I, I would say that they are more aligned with them yeah. and their thought than reality. They are. It's funny. It's funny that you say that, but it's almost like we have CNN's the president in a weird way in terms of their messaging. They're, it's, they're doing a bad job. So here's the question then. Mm-hmm. If, if it is a shellacking as it was in 2010, Barack Obama's mm-hmm. words, 50, 63 house seats gone, mm-hmm. um, does he pivot and does he change policy? And there are people who say, absolutely, you have to. And other people are saying, nope. This is the problem. The far left wing of the party wants no part of changing anything. But he, I think, is going to shoulder the burden for this. Even though nobody's campaigning with him, if they lose in a landslide, they're going to put it on him and push him out the door. That's what I think. I don't, I, I know. Well, they've people, tried. They, know, they've I gotten know. him close to the ledge and he's been defiant. And you know what my theory is? My thinking is that he's waiting to see what Trump does. Yeah, and I mean, if Trump gets in, Biden's not going to get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to go in there with a crane. Oh, man. A Trump 20, uh, Biden 2024 rematch. In the words of Elvis, I think we need to reconsider, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that we needed a sequel, but we might get one. <laughs> Hammer, last question, and this yes, is the sir. only question anybody cares about. The Bengals, we take it one game at a time. Uh-huh. They're laying six yeah. over the Falcons. Got it. Laying six at home. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the quarterback for Atlanta. I think he had a pretty mm-hmm. good game yes, last weekend. Yes, did they did. beat the Packers? No, the Jets beat the Packers, the 49ers. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. They beat the 49ers. Yeah. Good team, right? Real, Grappler was the quarterback. Team, man. So I guess my question for you is, is Atlanta good or do we know yet? Because my theory on the whole NFL season is you got to wait three games to know. Well, now we're five, six games in. Mm -hmm. Is Atlanta good? They're overachieving. I think by everyone's account, they are overachieving. Have they played anyone? People thought leave. Well, the 49ers are legit. I mean, I think people thought Matt Ryan leaving was the beginning of some type of a rebuild, but they've been more competitive than anybody anticipated. Uh, I Listen, you know what I would do here? I would watch it as a fan. I'd, I'd hate to see Are Elvis. You saying, sit it out. Yeah, see, you just I don't watch gamble, it. So I know. you're asking no, I'm the wrong. I'm talking to my cat. fans. I'm talking to my fans. I, 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 don't, oh, gotcha. I don't want my fans to have to sell their blue suede shoes. Yeah. Because they follow the Bengals off the ledge in Atlanta. So much of this league is built around the last possession of the game. Yep. I think six points is a lot. Yep. So that's that's. But home. I'm just, I'm not looking for the points, man. I'm looking. <laughs> I am looking for the W. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it. I'm going to watch Lincoln Fayla play some football. I hope everybody has a weekend and a half. I will be back here on Monday. You can catch me on America's Newsroom Monday morning. It's a busy TV week. We'll be on Outnumbered. We'll be on Gutfeld. It's a whole shebang shabu. Uh, check it out. Have the best weekend allowable by law, and we will see you Monday. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.